Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking your time out to listen to this brand new episode. If you didn't know already, and if you would like to support the show, uh, we've recently launched a Patreon page over at patreon.com forward slash era podcast. Uh, over there right now, $1 backers, they can access the Hunter Games, where Mike and I, we're taking a look at every single WWF slash WWE match of the King of Kings himself, Triple H. Um, at the minute, you can find the first eight episodes available over there right now. Plus, we plan on doing DVD reviews and the odd bit of bonus bollocks along the way. Um, because of the current COVID situation, all future content will be free to all backers and non-backers until Michael and I, we could be able to record again in the same room and everything's a bit more normal. But again, thank you for listening and enjoy part one of the Saunter to SummerSlam 2004. Ruthless aggression. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 58, part 1 of the RA Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us Triple H, Benoit, Iron Man on Raw, as it's time for part one of the Saunter to SummerSlam 2004. You guys are clear, right? You guys are clear? You know what to do. The second Eugene walks through that... Yeah, we're going to kill him. Listen, nobody touches him until I do. Well, champ, I'm first. Champ, I mean, you know... We'll do whatever you want, but I think I should, you know, first. I mean, I didn't have to take the guy to Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese? I'm Ric Flair! I was out the last time the most embarrassing moment of my life. He stole all my stuff. He stole all your stuff, Rick. Rick, with all due respect, I lost the Intercontinental title last night. It was Eugene's fault. He put me in a match six days before vengeance. Hey! No one, no one lost more last night than I did. Eugene cost me the World Heavyweight Championship. Do you understand me? Nobody lost more than I did. So I want everybody on the same page. When Eugene walks through that door, you all follow my lead. Understand me? Triple H, I, I, I messed up last night. I made a mistake. Evolution, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What are you talking about, Eugene? Don't worry about it. Everybody makes mistakes. We're not mad at you. Really? You're, you're not mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you at all. Don't worry about it. These guys look mad at me. He look mad at me. Yeah. You got a, but Batista does look pretty mad, and. Uh, yeah, well, they look pretty mad. Yeah, you're right. I, mean, I admit, the guys are, you know, they're a little bit angry. But you know what, Eugene, the important thing is, friends are friends. And even though you made a mistake, hell, everybody makes mistakes, Eugene, and they know that. And friends are friends. Hey, and listen, I'm not mad at you. Okay? Hey, I'm not mad at you. Trust me. Okay? 
But unfortunately, I, I, I do know somebody that is really mad at you, Eugene. Re really, really mad at you. And that's uh, that's your uncle Eric. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Because uh, your uncle Eric said that the second you walk in here, he wanted to see you. So you better run along and, and uh, go see your uncle Eric, because he said he needed to tell you something. Okay. Guys, I'm I'm sorry. What was that? What was that? Follow your lead. Why didn't we just take care of him right there? Listen, you might not understand it right now, but when you hear what Uncle Eric tells him, trust me, you'll all understand. As always, I am Dave, and joining me as we look at the first three weeks of Raw and SmackDown between Vengeance and SummerSlam is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Still in these uncertain times. How are we doing, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? Ah, same shit, different day, isn't it? It's still a bit weird. Everything's still a bit... Yeah, uh, well, everything's still a bit odd. But we're approaching bank holiday. It's all good. It's all good. At least, like, I don't know. It, things are a little bit different now, still. Do you know what I mean? Even though everything's sort of open and free and you can kind of do what you want, but you can't do what you want, but you can do what you want if you can't do what you want. <laughs> but, like, for you, you're still working from home. Do you know what I mean? And what we were on about the other day, you're still going to be working from home until at least next year at the fucking at the minimum. Yeah, that's fucking, that's, it's, that's just still a weird time, isn't it? Like, how do you mo motivate yourself? Like, for me, everything's, me doing what I do, and I'll ask being a nurse, I've mentioned loads of times, um, we, it, nothing's changed for us, apart from just things have been, been shut, and do you know what I mean? It's been harder for me because I travel on the bus and shit. It's been harder for me to get to work and stuff. But nothing on that side has changed for us. But for you, it must have changed dr dramatically. Oh. Like, how do you motiv motivate yourself? Do you know when my alarm goes off? When my alarm goes off every morning, yeah? I have to fight with myself to think, well, is my mortgage that important <laughs> to, to get out of bed? Well, you can just roll over. <laughs> You're already at work. I'm here. <laughs> I'll wake up in a bit. No excuse to be late. <laughs> yeah, but there's all the excuses to be late. I overslept by a minute. <laughs> you could, if I, if I started at nine and I worked from home, I could be out of bed at ten two in shower five two. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but like I said, nothing's changed for us. Like she's still working, I'm still at, still at home eating my meal deals. You gotta love a good meal deal. I do. Everyone, you've gotta love a good meal deal. Tonight's offering, Michael is we've gone with right, if anyone doesn't know because i don't know there might be people out there that listen that don't a meal deal is like majority of your commercialized supermarkets like your sainsbury's tesco's morrison's for usually three british pounds or there or thereabouts give a tech you usually well it originally began you got a sandwich a bag of crisps or a bag of chips to our international listeners and a bag of pop a bag of pop and a bottle of pop and a bottle of pop um, but now it's kind of, it's moved on, and it? Now you can get, like, a salad as your main and fucking, I don't know, Vivita sticks or whatever bullshit them non-meat eaters eat. And then, like, mineral water and, and all sorts of... Oh, you can mix and match. Oh, you can go all sorts of... It's a real deal. People do. People do. Right, people do. So tonight's offering, we've gone with a cheese plowman's, which is a, is a solid in this house, that cheese plowman's. A bit of cheese and pickle. Beautiful. 
it works it, 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 and fight me <laughs> i'll fight you every day we've gone with chili hot doritos yes. because they are they're fire <laughs> in all senses they are fire um, and we've gone with a standard lucas aid because we like a nice lucas aid I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But, you know, I don't believe a Lucas it gives you the energy that a Red Bull claims to give you. But <laughs> everyone knows Lucas Aid is just for hangovers. Nah, Lucas Aid it, it complements a great meal deal. A great meal deal. What would you be? What would be your meal deal? Uh, so for me, definitely Doritos chili. Oh, the there you go. Definitely. Fucking copy my gimmick. <laughs> Probably chicken and stuffing sandwich. Oh, that's a fair, that's a fair sandwich, yeah. I caught with one of them. That's like for me, that's like an angle on that on nice white bread. Mm. That, that's yeah, a that's a. Probably, I, I like a Dr Pepper. Oh, a bit of marzipan pop. I don't mind a bit of Dr Pepper to be fair, but it is a bit marzipan pop. But anyway, Michael, uh, enough of meal deals. We can sit and talk about this all shit all day long. I uh, look, me and Mike off air. Numerous times I've had a good conversation when one of us has bought what the other one sees as an appalling meal deal. <laughs> but it is time to saunter once again towards SummerSlam. It is 2004 and let's kick things off. It's the Monday Night Raw after Vengeance, 12th of July. We are live from Manchester. <laughs> English. Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, we cut straight to the back. Uh, Evolution, they're discussing why they all can't stand Eugene right now. Uh, Eugene arrives though in Triple H, he changes his tune and he's like, come on, come with me. But then he pushes him off to go and see Uncle Eric. He's like, yeah, bless him. Bless his heart, Eugene's in for a battering tonight. Oh, definitely. But did, I like uh, <laughs> I like Batista's argument. Uh, he should be the one to take out Eugene because you have, have to take him to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, well, do you know the thing is, Right. And the, the mon bitch the mon about it on the last fucking time we, we sauntered towards well we didn't we voyaged towards a paper field. Um there's only so much babysitting you can do for someone. Yeah. To be fair, Flair and Orton want a piece of Eugene as well, because Flair had to share the ring with him. Eugene's gonna get battered. Eugene and is going to get battered this evening. If it weren't for if it weren't for Eugene booking Orton against Edge at Vengeance, he'd still be the Intercontinental Champion. They're, they're, he's, but let's we're jumping ahead but Bischoff's quite happy with his performance as general manager yeah I was happy with his performance I, I was happy I was over the moon with his performance as general manager I mean he books a great musical chairs match so our opening match of the night is Edge versus Batista non-title uh, Edge sets up for the spear but Batista blocks it and then Edge, he rolls him up for the pin, using the ropes to get the victory. Batista robbed Edge, the dirty bastard. Yeah, and I had a problem with this match, because they had two big spots during the ad break. The same ad break. <laughs> Why bother doing big spots like that when there's no commentary and the fans watching live at home can't see it? Because wrestling. <laughs> It's just one of them. Oh well, look, this is what you could have seen when you, if you come to a WWE live show. So, yeah. You don't know that could be the that could be the hook that that could be the hook that they're going with. You, you never know. Um, we go backstage. Uh, Eric is pissed off, but not at Eugene. As I said, he's actually proud of him, the job he did as GM. And as a reward, and what a reward, he gets to go one on one with the rabid Wolverine later this evening. Well, you know, 
Uncle Eric does say that Eugene's only human and he made an honest mistake. But he says he's proud of him. What a great That's uncle. It. He's proud of him. He's, he's always been a great uncle. He brought him into the WWE. His dream was always to be Triple H. And he brought him into the WWE. That is the greatest uncle fucking living. I wish he'd bring me into the WWE. And his family's booking him in the world title. Exactly like Triple H. Exactly. He's doing everything that he wanted to ever be. Eugene is living the fucking dream. Michael, more Diva Surge bollocks. Uh, Jerry Lawler, he's on the stage and he gets to introduce three of the semi-finalists in the Diva Search uh, before this Thursday's casting special. First up is Candice Michelle, who was in Dodgeball and will be in the Lingerie Ball, which is apparently months away. So why? So I mean, using that as the uh, that's her hook. Uh, it gets a bit of a reaction, uh, but apparently it's, it's like six or seven months away, as I said. Um, well, I think it was so, her eye-catching dress that got the reaction. Well, and she says that she can touch her tongue with her nose and she goes to prove it. Uh, well, yeah, I she's, I'm sure she's got a lot of experience <laughs> with the casting procedure. <laughs> she was in dodgeball. She, she I she's comfortable on a casting couch. Well, Michael, it's all kicked off, actually, in the Diva fucking search contest. Has it uh, loads of pain. An exclusive from Lords of Pain uh, by Stephen Schaefer, if I want to say that's the journalist name is correct. Now, according to numerous sources, several of the girls who are in the semi-finals for this have expressed displeasure with the appearance of Candice Michelle, Carmela de Cesarera, and Nina Hardin. Um, none of the other girls involved in the contest were contacted or informed prior to what aired. Uh, many of the talent featured on the semi-finals, they know one another and they're surprised and dismayed that the other girls were given the airtime and they were not. Which is fair fucks, in, in all rates. Everyone should have been showcased, really. Yeah, or, you know, not bother with this and just, if you want to showcase the women, you've got a locker room full of women wrestlers. Now, one agency representative, um, now, according to Lords of Pain, name and firm withheld by request. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Uh, when contacted concerning these reports and rumours, went on record to say, I'm sure it's just a misunderstanding between some of the girls and WWE regarding the, the last night's show. So this was obviously reported the day after. Uh, I'm sure everyone is extremely excited about this Thursday show on Spike TV. Now, many are expressing concern over the fact that Candice and Nina are represented by the same agent, one who has previous standing relationships with the WWE. And also speculation that Carmella, who was the 2004 Playboy Playmate of the Year, now Dave didn't know that, fucking go to Google, uh, she was coached on how to act during her appearances. Now, the rumour has led to some involved to believe that Carmella might already have the contest locked in place before the finalists have even been chosen. The WWE has a long-standing working relationship with Playboy, which adds substance to the possibility she's already the chosen one. Right, is she going to win the title in 2020? Right, you'll take our lives, but you'll never take our implants. <laughs> uh, the Diva Search, it has been fueled almost entirely by professional models and actresses and fucking bimbos. And as previously reported, many of them are supposedly unhappy with the unprofessional way the WWE has handled themselves. Now, they've all signed non-disclosure agreements and that prevents any of the girls from going on record regarding their displeasures, but it's becoming rapidly apparent that if one of the larger named talents walks away from the project, she will take the other displeasured members of the group with her, like the female fucking Nexus. Rumour has it this morning that WWE was scrambling to appease some of the parties who expressed concern. Another fear is that the risk of losing the show, which could potentially damage a model or actress's career. 
So what do you do? Do you think, well, you've already picked your winner and I'm going to fuck off because I don't want to be linked with Diva Search. But what about if the best you're ever going to achieve in life is being on the Diva Search? Because there is five or six girls uh, that go on to kind of have careers in WWE to an extent. You don't recognise the ones for thinking, oh, that's so-and-so bollocks from so-and-so fucking spot. Or so and so fucking TV program. Like, you don't get none of that. Michelle, recognise Amy, recognise Joy, recognise Christy. Because of WWE. Yeah. Not because of the outside achievements. None of these achieve shit. <laughs> you fucking waste your airtime. And it only gets worse as we ramp it up towards the finals. But it does get amazing because, like, in a couple of weeks, I think it may be the week after SummerSlam or two weeks after, they get, like, ten minutes each to rip fuck out of each other. And they call each other cum-buzzling fucking junkies and all sorts of jazz. <laughs> can, can you remember that? I can't remember that one. I remember... Oh, it's uh... amazing. Now, imagine it's gone from the network. Uh, but... We'll find it. I'll work out where it is, and oh, it's brilliant! Like they all rip on each other because they go ridiculously hard on each other as well. Everyone shoots. It's fucking mental. It's so good. Like, and it must only be like at least four weeks away or something like that. Anyway, let's get back on track. Uh, Hurricane. He does a flying uh, into a Ric Flair interview. He wants an autograph. Fair fucks to him. I would as well. Uh, and Flair offers some career advice. He goes, ditch the gimmick, act like a man. Hurricane, though, he counters with a literal low blow calling China's book better than Flair's. China getting a fucking mention on WWE TV in 2004. Of all the... No one told no Triple H about that one. Or Stephanie. <laughs> up next, Rhino versus Rob Conway. Uh, Rhino goes to a spine buster, sets up for the gore, but Tajiri fights him off. Uh, it's go, 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 though, that finishes the match in like, just over three minutes. It was a little filler that's leading on for a bit more because Rhino and Tajers, they're the hottest new tag team on SmackDown, it seems. Yes, there was this odd tag title feud heading to SummerSlam. Absolutely. The American heroes, Jerry <laughs> and Rhino. Yes, bring it on. But at least Rhino's music interrupted that god-awful singing. Well, it's it, it, draw, it still draws the hill heat, doesn't it? It's still working on you. The Bellends are not the Bellends that they once were. But Rob Conway spoiled the Bellends for me. He threw his face all over them Bellends and it just it ruined it for me. It really did. <laughs> it really, it really you heard it here first, though. Robert <laughs> Conway ruins Bellends. Head first. Up next, Tyson Tonko versus Main Event Maven, baby! In the middle of the card. Yes! Fall no, this is the main event. Yes, Maven. And Nidia, because of the jazz that we saw in the past, where even it's weird because they're together now, and not once did they mention that they were together because they're fucking tough enough. It's the easiest it thing you've got. I know they've had, obviously, Sunday Night Heat and all that, where Nidia, uh, Maven came out to save Nidia from a Tonko beatdown and all that stuff. But that's your link there. There's straight away, you've got an added link. Tonko beats him with that big boot he's got at 2 minutes 23. Or the, the Drew McIntyre, not quite Drew McIntyre finish. Why does she have sex written on her shirt? Because it's Nidia. You don't forget your roots. <laughs> you, don't, you don't forget your roots. No, no, no. She, she forgot her roots. <laughs> uh, we go backstage. Uh, William Regal, he lets Benoit know that Evolution, they're up to no good tonight. And then we cut to the ring as it is time for the highlight reel. Uh, Jericho is celebrating last night's victory in the musical uh, sorry last week's victory in the musical chairs uh, he brings up uh, Lita and Kane uh, 
and out they both come to try and settle their issues, maybe. It's not Jerry Springer. <laughs> it is. It absolutely fucking is in the, the ruthless form. Kane then beats up Jericho because obviously Jericho is always the guy that gets beat up. He is like the, the main event jobber. If you need him for a segment to get levered by someone to make that other person look good, Jericho's your man. It has been for a long well, time. To be fair, Jericho was only trying to protect the Jeritron 5000. Well, that, it cost a lot of fucking money. A lot exactly. of money. He just wanted to protect his property. A, a lot of fucking well, money. He got his ass added to him. Uh, Jericho, though, he starts firing back at Kane, and that leads to our next match, which is Kane versus Jericho. And it starts through the fucking ad break. Because that's, you've got to be live in the audience, Michael, to see what's going to happen. Why don't we have them after the matches? Uh, Kane, he goes low for the DQ around, I don't know, five, six, seven minutes, somewhere along their minds. Again, another, I don't know, it's it's a storyline leading into a match. It's like there's no need for the match. Yeah. The match. But, you know, Kane a, didn't a, come to win. He's came to hurt. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's because it's a long build, isn't it, to SummerSlam? So we're, we're going to have these little um, one-week programs. Yeah, these tiny little mini feuds that we're going to see little pockets of them popping up. And I don't know, this was another one which I think done properly in Kane and Jericho at the minute could could be a great 20, 30 minute match, but you're not going to get that on Raw. You're going to get 10 minutes of promo and you're going to get five, six, seven minutes of match. Which, you're only getting yeah. spotlight matches for an evolution. Well, because you've got to be fucking evolution, Michael. That's, just, that's been the norm for a long time now. Everybody knows that. Michael... Time for more diva searching. Uh, Jerry Lawler, he brings out the second diva search contestant, Nina Hardin. Uh, she plays to the crowd and she smiles a bit. She's a bit like that, the female fucking Apollo Crews. Oh, she's just like smiling. Uh, she also makes her own clothes because apparently she's passionate about that. Uh, Lawler, he asks her to dance a bit because fucking Lawler. <laughs> uh, and then that's it. Done. Uh, yeah, all right. And then we move on to the next bit. <laughs> it's like, Did you what's, notice what's the so point of this? these? It's, there's no point. Although this one was, I did like because the song that was played, which you did make her entrance from one of my personal favorite bands, bands that gave uh, one of their songs Metalingus for a wrestler's entrance, Alterbridge. Ah, song that was played was uh, "Open Your Eyes." Oh, look, all right. Great I, song. I, so I did. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Out. I'm not gonna lie. A bit of a perv. I always be staring at the boobs. Uh, I don't really be paying attention at like the music and stuff. But I'm gonna go back and listen to it now. Oldbridge, all right. For someone that doesn't really do that, is only really do that music if WWE is involved. <laughs> it's just it's something. It's all right. So up next, then we get the Hurricane versus Ric Flair because of earlier tonight. Because he just wanted an autograph. I'd fucking yeah. Well, if if asking for Ric Flair for an autograph is going to lead to a match, then I'm going to ask him for a fucking autograph every minute of every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> just help me. <laughs> uh, Hurricane, he goes up and he gets brought down by Flair. Uh, chop block, destroys the knees. Figure four, Hurricane taps seven minutes or so. Um, I don't know. Flair against Hurricane, it's, it's one of them little fun matches. It was a little fun match, but Flair should be kind of. Flair made him look good. Yeah, oh, definitely. 100%. Hurricane looks unmotivated to fuck. I'd love um, for this to lead somewhere special. All it leads to is just a, it's a long cruiserweight title reign, but he hardly defends it. Is that when he's Gregory? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of them where he's just had enough now of being a superhero. He knows himself, like, he knows he's got talent because he's a great wrestler. 
So he must think, well, in this gimmick. Absolutely. He ain't going to be. And that's probably why, in his mind, I don't know, you don't know, he could have may approached, I imagine, loads of pain and stuff like that. Pro Wrestling Torch will let us know nearer the time. Uh, but that could have been why he reverted to like a, a normal fucking person and not a superhero. Because he like he thought, well, Gregory Elms, if I do right, I could be in WrestleMania. Hurricane's going to be in WrestleMania, but it's going to be a bit part player in a big part match for somebody else. Exactly. Time for more Diva Search action, Michael. We get the third Diva Search hopeful, Carmella Disasfera. Um, she comes out. She says she really wants to work for Vince McMahon because like, Vince likes tits. King says we all do. Forced <laughs> line of the year. <laughs> uh, she tells everyone that she's playmate of the year of 2004, and a little quick hello to Hugh Hefner. That wraps up the segment I, again. You, stop fucking wasting time on this bullshit. We, we, I've been used to just having the little promos and that. Look at the divas and the models and the boobs and the bums. And don't get me wrong, it's well, easy on the It's easy on the eyes. Can be found online. <laughs> right, it's easy on the eye, but to waste TV time, where we've got an abundance of wrestlers backstage that aren't getting no TV, and we're wasting You've got multiple an segments. Female wrestlers in locker room aren't getting TV. Time. Exactly, because let's bring out these fucking boobs. Because Vince is fucking Vince. Poor Linda, poor, poor Linda. Poor Linda and poor female wrestlers in WWE in 2004. Fucking 100%. These are dirty old fucking. Isn't it? Uh, anyway, we go backstage. Benoit is telling Eugene that he's going to wrestle him tonight. He's going to do whatever it takes. And it's going to fucking... I'm going to kick fuck out of Eugene. It's that simple. I'm the fucking rabid, rabid Wolverine. You're... <laughs> You're going down tonight, son. And it is time for our world title match. It is Chris Benoit versus Eugene. Now, I had so many fucking problems with this. So, Eugene rolls some Germans, yeah? And he puts a cross face yeah. on. Which, by the way... Was his finishing move in OVW? It was because you know, I don't know if you have so much of his OVW stuff. It was kind of his character was a bit of a Benoit clone, uh, so he did his crossface was his finisher. So he's got that nailed onto a team. Now it was it was brilliant. Oh, he was a beast in OVW. I, I've gone but only watched. I don't know. I wasn't an avid watcher, but I, I know of the various things that in OVW and one of them being. Eugene, is, when he would just nick Bismarck, a fucking killer. He was fucking brilliant. And then, Eugene with a rock bottom, right? And that gives Eugene the free count. But Benoit's foot's on the rope. So it's like, the guy that had to be like, guided towards a match with Rob Conway. And it was a fluke. Now, he's going toe-to-toe -to -toe with your world champion. Toe-to-toe. -to -toe, move for move. And pins him. And pins him. And only because Benoit could just get his foot on the ropes. Eugene nearly beat the world champion in a one-on-one. -on -one. No screwy, no ballot. What the fuck? With a no, rock bottom. With a rock bottom. Yeah, Ben never even, never even sold a rock bottom for The Rock. Eugene's amazing. <laughs> the whole thing has got to Vince. Vince has now fell in love with this shit. I'm surprised they don't put all the belts on Eugene and then put him in a dress and call him Eugene and he wins woman's title as well. That why that picture of Triple H. <laughs> just, it's just Eugene it, that absolutely shocked me it shocked me and then we get the screwy finish uh, Evolution come down the beat down is on everyone gets battered no contest uh, the match wasn't it wasn't the worst match ever but it was quite the 
I did enjoy elements of Eugene copying Benoit and stuff, but when he starts to overpower him and actually nearly win the mm. fucking match, that's when things are getting a little bit ridiculous now with a guy that's supposed to be a bit like, uh. Oh, the poor you, the business Eugene. Four men against one, and by God, this is not fair. Now what? What, this, what's a, what is Triple H going to do to this kid? Down, um, Eugene is busted open. William Regally comes down, he gets destroyed. It goes off the air. We evolution's numbers game, as you said, they're just taken over. And yeah, Eugene, he said, he said himself at vengeance, he said, He's gonna be mad with me. Well, 
You'd be, but yeah. you saw Eugene, you should have just joined Evolution, put a suit on, you could have been fucking world champion in a few months. Should have hit the no. with that chair and you had the chance. Not exactly. There you go. He had numerous chances when he went, <laughs> numerous chances. But anyway, Michael, that has been our OBM Raw. It was the, the show after the pay-per-view, which is usually the hottest. Um, yeah, but decent show. Quite enjoyable. Like, like we mentioned, a few mini feuds uh, that kind of like resulted in matches tonight and probably next week they won't have any interaction with each other whatsoever because we'll do something else. Um, yeah, it was a fun, a fun little show. It weren't bad. It weren't great. All right. How many mavens for our opening row? Are this on time? Three, three and a half. I go three and a half. Oh, I, I was going to go two and a half, three. Because threes are positive. Because two and a half for me is bang fucking down middle. What you expect and what. This had a bit. Yeah, these little mini feuds. I don't know. Yeah, some of them I weren't so happy with. Other ones I can get behind. I'm still unsure about Tadges and Rhino taking over the tag division. But yeah, we we shall see. What is this? Some kind of We Are the World mixtape reunion tour or something? Oh, no, 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 no. These cats are battling it out for the worst haircut on SmackDown. <laughs> oh, no. I see y'all. I see y'all. They out here trying to recreate the Wizard of Oz. It's true, we got everybody. We got Toto, we got Dorothy. She she went a little heavy on the makeup. I ain't going front. We got Booker. Booker, you like the dumbest dude I ever seen. No, I know you got no brain. You make a great scarecrow, bro. We got Kenzo. I don't know about your heart, but I know you got no testicles. He make a hell of a tin man. Oh, yo, we got Michael Cole representing the Lollipop Kids. That's nice. You like lollipops. And of course, uh, the cowardly Frenchman. Oh, you like Come over here. Come here. Calm down, bro. What you want us to name the place? The Croissant Arena? Come here, Moving on then, Michael, smack of the down. July 15th, we are not live from the Dunkin' Donuts Centre in Providence, Rhode Island. Dunkin' Donuts, what a fucking name for an arena. Do you reckon all they sell is Dunkin' Donuts? Abs- if they don't, I'd be very disappointed. No, be very disappointed. You can't have beer, but you can have Dunkin' Donuts coffee. No, the irony, they don't actually sell donuts. <laughs> that. <laughs> Just fuck everybody up. <laughs> So, Michael, the last time we were here, John Cena, um, he was stripped of the US title by Kurt Angle because he's gone a little bit power crazy. Uh, Eddie Guerrero and JBL, they're still having the beef because JBL nearly killed Eddie's mum. If I remember, that's how it kind of all kicked off, really. Uh, yeah, and old yeah. school, Eddie. Good. What are you expecting from SmackDown's saunter towards SummerSlam 2004? If you ask me this question when I was watching this back in 2004, I'd have said Eddie's going to kill JBL in the cage because that's what I expected I expected Eddie to win the title back on this which we'll get to later expected uh, Angle to come out and just give Booker the title because they're boys now for some reason because if you're a heel you're a boy with a heel that's just how it's always been (laughs) always been Uh, so we kick things off then with Booker T 
Um, he wants the US title because he didn't lose to Cena in last week's title match. Um, he said Kurt Angle needs to come out right now and award him the title. Instead, Rene Dupree comes out and he says that Americans don't deserve to be the US champion, which kind of eliminates the point of it. Rene, you fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> he says, though, because they don't deserve because they have no culture, which I, I'm not one to comment. I love America. <laughs> yeah. Some people might not think they do, but some people probably think that about English people as well. Uh, Dupree, he wants the title, uh, but then Kenzo Nakamura-son comes out and he rants about something in Japanese. Uh, Booker says he, f he speaks fluent Japanese, because obviously remember that commercial with Edge that they were fighting over years ago. Japanese has their shampoo commercial that wasn't actually real. Yeah, so... Uh, so they that's wrote, but they made up a commercial. Booker then says that Kenzo, he says that Booker should be champion. Actually, Hiroko, she says that Kenzo thinks it should be him because Kenzo loves America. And it's slowly creeping in where Kenzo comes out looking like Uncle fucking Sam. Uh, Booker tells Kenzo to say something in English. So he says Booker's catchphrase to a nice pop. Uh, Booker, he hits the tell me you didn't just say that. Um, arguing in shows. And then John Cena comes out to a massive pop. Uh, Cena says maybe they're trying to recreate the Wizard of Oz with Hiroko as makeup heavy Dorothy, the dumb Booker as Scarecrow, and the testicle less Kenzo as the Tin Man, and the cowardly French is fucking John Cena. He's you can see why it's going to be the star man. He's a promo fucking king. Always has he been, is. never lost at it. This time he's probably, the, probably him and Jericho are best on mics. Oh, time. easily, he's and and the game because the game is the game. The game is, I love yeah. the game on the Mac. Even though... Does he, he make you want to hate him? Yeah, but he does. He makes you want to fucking... Yeah, you can't. Cena, he says he's going to walk down the yellow brick road to Angle's office and get his title back. Or he'll just go and take it himself. So he heads to the back, kicks the door in, finds an Angle holding the title. Cena picks Angle up from the chair, but the big dog's there to make the save. <laughs> Until John Cena, who throws the big dog through a wall. Uh, security, they take Cena away and Angle promises to do something about it tonight. Look more like a Takeshi's Castle Wall. <laughs> it did. You know what it reminded me of? There's a cartoon on Netflix called F is for Family. <laughs> At least once every episode, he says, I'm going to put you through a fucking wall. <laughs> just what he reminded me of. You need to go and do at least half your studies. It's like, if not, I'm going to throw you through a fucking wall. And he's like, we're outside, genius. There ain't no walls. Because I'm going to build a wall and throw you fucking through it. <laughs> oh, and uh, he sat at a dining table and he's like, if I could start building walls today for the rest of my life, I will never build enough walls to throw you fucking through them. <laughs> it's a brilliant show. Yeah, if you don't watch it, check it out on Netflix. It's, it's like, Family Guy for that, that, a bit dirtier, isn't it? It's like Family Guy, but more realistic. Yeah, it's just a bit, it's a bit grittier and a bit, like I said, yeah, a bit more realistic, perfect way to put it. Up next then, Michael, uh, Rey Mysterio and Spike Dudley versus Jamie Noble and Chavo Guerrero in Cruiserweight action. Sponsored by Catwoman, starring Halle Berry. <laughs> if you've never seen that film, do yourself a favour, don't. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, ask Halle Berry. <laughs> Uh, Jamie hits the Tiger Driver only to have Devon Dudley coming for the distraction allowing Bubba to kick Jamie low and that's enough for Spike who didn't see the shenanigans get the victory and post-match uh, Spike sees his brothers and figures out what just happened tells him to fuck off a decent cruiserweight action technically the first match to get the crowd going Smackdown 04 formula still sort of working <laughs> it still kind of works it still kind of works should be opening segment though then you could have the 
the US title. You gotta kick things off with a promo. SmackDown's gotta be like Raw, Kevin. We've gotta kick it off with a promo. Just a shame, do we not have two Triple H's? We get a recap of JBL winning the title from Eddie at the Great American Bash and El Gran Luchador and all the shenanigans from last week. And then we go backstage and we see Reigns being pulled out of the wall and Angle says that he might have tweaked his knee and needs his cast adjusting. As for Cena, he can face Booker, Kenzo Nakamura-san and one old of the old Belens all at once. Yeah, he's really drilling the point home that he's never going to be allowed to wrestle. He's never, we're never going to see Kurt Angle wrestle again. Ever. More, more so than usual. Ever. And I he's wonder why. Really drilling it home, but he can't <laughs> wrestle anymore. He's like actually really broken. What did you make, Michael, to the SummerSlam advert with the Olympic theme? It's fucking, I, I always I love them. Do you remember the whole series of them? So, like, we have Eddie Guerrero doing like the 100 meter hurdles or something yeah. like that, I think. Triple H involved in the, the hammer throw when he brings the sledgehammer three. out. Jabba uh, doing gymnast. Yes, and uh, Tori Wilson, doesn't she do dive board or something like that? Um, yeah, I always remember there were loads. Of, I think there were like four or five of them. I thought it was brilliant. Because obviously that this incorporates the Olympics and stuff. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, up next. This is one of my favourites. And I like how like, there's like make a wish. Yuji is the one who's carrying the torch. <laughs> hey, it could have been, his make a wish could have been for Triple H. And he's living that make a wish. And he's, he's unfortunately now got a contract and he's going to be Benoit for World Title. It's happening. <laughs> Eugene for president. <laughs> This summer, the world's greatest athletes will gather to compete in a revered tradition. An event that will bring nations together and leave the world in awe. What were you expecting? It's SummerSlam, of course. Raw and SmackDown present WWE SummerSlam. Up next, Booker T, Rene Dupree, Kenzo Suzuki versus John Cena. This is going to be elimination. So is Cena really going to run through all three in succession? Da, 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 da. Uh, Kenzo, he gets DQ'd for choking. Uh, Rene comes in for a French tickle, but he gets into the post and a very fast roll-up ties things up. Uh, Booker hammers away, drops the knee, two count. Cena makes a comeback. Usual bollocks, shuffle. It connects, but Booker throws him outside. Cue the big dog there, there to throw Cena into the post, and the axe kick gives Booker the pin. So to answer that, no, but fuck, we were close. He runs through two of them, but that was a brilliant shiny wizard from uh, Kenny. Oh, he's, he's, he's all right. He's, you know, they need to team up Kenzo and well, Tadgers. There's no point in Renee showing up to work because he was in for a cup of coffee, got a catapult. This is the problem. What, what's next? A backslide winning the WWE title match. Hey, hey, you never, ah, nowhere, pal. Ah, nowhere. You never know where it's coming. Nowhere. You never saw it coming. Out of fucking nowhere. But I definitely saw the slow motion knee drop from Booker. Speaking of brilliance, Michael Heidenreich is coming. I mean, like, coming again, because he's already been here. Yeah, because everyone was literally about five months ago. But not only is he coming, he's coming with Paul fucking Heyman. Yes. It's his Paul Brock, Brock Lesnar 2. It literally is. 
I'm telling you, we're going again. We, we did it a couple of years ago. Don't matter, Vince. We're going again. We're going again. It's time to bring don't back. Don't Brock. matter, Vince. Vince is one who's fully suggested it. No, I'm talking. This has been Russell talking to Vince McMahon. Because <laughs> Russell's still here. I'm fucking telling you. The more things that pop up on polls. He's like doing what he did at TNA on Slag before Dixie announced it because you're fucking stupid. <laughs> anyway, we go to Eddie Guerrero and he's praising El, El Gran Luchador for last week's efforts. Uh, JBL, though, he won't be able to run inside the cage tonight. There's fear, anxiety, pain, and the WWE champion. This is going to be a real high for Eddie. But yeah, I take drugs. Well, he does say tonight, I will get high. <laughs> That's Please it. don't, Eddie. That's the last <laughs> thing you want to do. Please don't. Up next, we get a quick look back at London and Kidman winning the tag titles. And it is Devon versus London in our next match. Uh, Bubba, he decks Kidman as obviously they're both there outside. Uh, he whips London with a belt, uh, but London sends the Dudleys into each other and rolls up Devon for the pin, proving that last week wasn't a fluke. Or is yes, it just that lightning can strike twice? <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that drop kick from London is a thing of fucking beauty. When he does a backflip oh. at the same time. Oh, absolutely. London's, the, Paul London's various, the dropkick, there's a various couple of the moves that he does and he gets showcased a bit more, I think, when he's more with Kendrick in, the, in a few months' time. Uh, but London's up there, his dropkick's up there with like Bob Ollie. He's a brilliant dropkick. Definitely. And Bubba's trash talking as, as a manager in this is pretty spot on. He could transition to manager pretty well in his career. If you want no, 100%. 100%. Who would you have him manage? What, in 2004? So, modern day, 2020. Uh, I think it, it needs to be with a beast who's not good on the mic. Maybe maybe be like, I don't know, included in the Hurt business, but that's MVP's role. So, like, yeah, for maybe a Lashley. Because Lashley's not yeah, great on it. He's got a very squeaky voice. Yeah, well, he's got MVP. That's what I mean. He's, he's got MVP got... now. But you said I could pick anybody. So I've got rid of MVP in her business. And her business is now Bubba, Devon, Shelton and Lashes. Yes. I've rebooked it. Rebooked the fuck out of it, some may say. Up next, Michael, Roman Reigns. He wants Cena. So Angle makes the match for next week. Uh, for now, though, Angle wants to watch the main event and promises that no one will forget tonight. Nothing uh, dodge about that, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, no, everything's nothing. all above board. Everything's all legit. Nothing. No screw business tonight. No shenanigans. No, not in the Let's fucking see. slightest. Not in the slightest. So it is SmackDown World Title Eddie versus JBL. It was a brilliant match, to be fair, for a for a TV match. SmackDown have pulled it out of the bag. They did it with the Iron Man. They've pulled it out of the bag once again uh, and delivered a great. It was like probably just over half an hour, including the advert breaks. Angles build to SummerSlam 2002. 2003 and now 2004 have all involved a cage match. They touch the mat. The four below. They'll win this thing. Both men are trying to go punch the front. Hey, hell, man. Who was that? Who was that? Who was that? That's it. That's it. And he's funny. That that El Gran Luchador guy. That's up. El Gran Luchador. Wait a minute. He just grabbed Eddie Guerrero. El Gran Luchador. That's the same guy. Oh, my God. 
John Bradshaw Leafield. I cannot believe what's going on here. Oh, Grant Lucidor. Is that the same guy, Cole? I have no idea. I, I don't get it. Last week, this El Grand Luchador guy was helping Eddie. Well, well, last week, El Grand Luchador, why would he help him over here and then hurt him the next El Grand Luchador? Why would that? I don't know. Is, well, he's not going to head out that way because the door's locked. This is shocking. I don't know what the hell, I don't know what's going on here. El Grand Luchador calling for the, the door. He's trying to get out, I guess. It's locked. Is that the same? I don't know, Taz. Oh, I'm, I'm perplexed. Well, El Grand Lucha, well, if that's who it is, he's getting the hell out of God. Well, it's too damn bad that this match had to end this way because this guy screwed Eddie. And look at well, Eddie Guerrero. And this guy's going to get what he deserves. Eddie Guerrero's going to give this El Grand Lucha all that he deserves right here. No doubt about it. He sure as hell is. Got a whoop Eddie desperately. Come on, get him back in there, Eddie. Well, Get the hell out of this guy! Eddie Guerrero just... Eddie's got the mask! He's got the mask in his hand, but... Oh my god! What the hell? That's the general manager, Kurt Angle! He realizes that he's unmixed! Kurt Angle screwed Eddie Guerrero out of the WWE title! Our general manager! Oh, did he, did he screw himself, though? Did Kurt Angle screw himself in? Angle screwed everyone! He had been screwed the whole time! So yeah, it's around about half an hour. I love the spot. Eddie going all the way up to the top of the cage. Turns around for a frog splash in a big-ass spot of the night where he could have just jumped Amazing on the one. Amazing spot. Amazing uh, spot. Don't remember. Eddie could have become a two-time WWE champion. Though. He should have done it. Yeah, but they don't. They don't listen to that. They get inner voice kicks in and they go, I'm going to be a superstar. I'm going to go for a big-ass dive. We're all, we're all going to sit at home and go, yeah! Like when Carter did his moonsault or Rikishi plowed himself off. We're all going to go, yeah! Because that's what we love about wrestling. When it's the stupidity of the wrestlers. Like, the, why aren't you doing the obvious? But the obvious to wrestlers, in a weird way, is, is to jump off. That's that's kayfabe. That you've got to jump off. Yeah. If you're on top of a cage and you're man down, yeah. you've got to jump off. Um, so there's no cover at first, though. Um, and then we look at an angle from the side, which made it look even fucking more spectacular. It was a great camera angle. Kevin Dunn, fucking oh, well done there, pal. Well done. He does right, know where to put the cameras. He just needs to start fucking switching them. Ah, oh, in, out, in, out, left, right, up, down. It's a bit much. It gets worse. It's like, it's like it must be like smack. It just gets worse and worse as addiction gets on. Like that Smackdown a couple of weeks ago when Retribution came on and they used to have that one static hard camera shot. That was the best work Kevin, Kevin Dunn's done all year. Oh, do you know sometimes it does you can see why it does what it does and probably gets paid a handsome amount of money for it but every now and again that figure that finger gets a bit fucking trigger happy doesn't it shot shots in out in out you don't like i don't understand the effect that you're going for because i don't think i've ever spoken to a single soul that thinks it's good i really don't it's it's 
Well, that, that, that's the thing, isn't it, it's Vince? Vince no, I just think he's got a hold. He's had a hold of a Vince. Because he's been with Vince for so long, uh, I think he's just got a hold of a Vince. And Vince just now just, yeah, he just, yeah, he just gets it. Vince is like, yeah, yeah, Sam. Vince's like, yeah, yeah, Sam. I trust Kevin. No, he he's, like, he's like his Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. He just, he trusts them. Yeah, yes. he just do what you want. Um, so at the end of the match then Michael a DDT gives JBL a long breather um, he gets his it takes his time Eddie he's right behind him though cue El Grande Luchador though to climb the cage uh, he grabs Eddie's yeah. leg and that's enough for JBL to get out and retain the title the, like the arena died because the arena fought like you they thought that it was going to be the win yeah they you know thought I mean? Eddie was, was coming a two time champ yeah that was, that was simple as there was only one way it was going to go there was only one way it was going to go well, technically, it wasn't El Grande Luchador because he wasn't well, really Mexican. Well, Eddie did pull the mask off, and it was your yes. Olympic gold medalist. But, you know, even though it shows you the, the the back tattoo, you could clearly see who it was without seeing the face. We still didn't know who it was. <laughs> it was like that time when uh, Carangle was one of the conquistadors on Raw. And just especially yes. Angle's body shape in like 2017, 18 or whatever, with them all with them knees, they don't look comfortable. Uh, you can know straight away it was Angle. Straight away, it's just, Angle's got a very distinctive body shape. No, but, yeah. it was a great cage match. Uh, probably the longest cage match we've had so far that's not had blood. <laughs> but maybe, you know, because we did Judgment Day, that's not a bad idea. Well, Eddie kind of needs to just, he needs to, his body needs to generate a yeah. bit more, doesn't it? It is, he needs to, yeah, just a little bit more a minute. <laughs> probably the best match of their feud, though, I'd say. I'd probably agree. I'd probably agree. Um, I think it had, yeah, it did want sometimes one of them little magical things that a TV match is solid enough to not only get you hyped for their next encounter, or I think going forward now, it obviously looks like it's going to be Eddie Angle. Or yeah. that's going to be the storyline. Um, but it kind of gets you hyped for the next bit. But the match was good enough itself. Like we mentioned with Raw, a lot of their matches, they were kind of built up for little feuds to happen and the payoff on that said Raw. So next week, I, I expect Hurricane and Flair, they probably won't have much ding-dongs with each other next week. Where this did all that to make you excited for not only where the feud's going because it's a brand new feud, but also you got a half hour solid cage match. And who don't love a cage match? And even though it's JBL and he's a bit of a prick, um it was see him get yeah. his head kicked in, in the cage. Of course you do. He does a wonderful job as a heel because you do you he's, but like I've mentioned this before, JBL is a heel, I think he's a wonderful heel character. As a person, I think he's a bit of a prick. Overall then, what did you reckon Michael to SmackDown and how many Mavens? I think it was another decent show. Uh I'm gonna give this one a three and a half. Three, three and a half again, uh, but my winner for the week for the week is Raw because Alter Bridge and Maven. So before we get into Raw, Michael, I got a little bit of dirty, dirty, dirty cheat news for you. Um, now we're, we're fully aware that we spoke about recently that Charvo Guerrero Senior took his own little hiatus without really letting anybody know where he was. Missed a couple of house shows, got released. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. Now, according to Pro Wrestling Touch, in his own words, Chavo Guerrero was drugged and kidnapped on the days of the house show that led to his release from the WWE. Yeah. Now, everyone, 
everyone knows the story. Chavo was fired and said he missed two shows. He didn't call in to explain. Um, the original report stated that he took, basically took the firing in his stride and accepted it. However, the latest word is that Classic actually claimed to management that he was drugged and kidnapped. Now, very few believe his story, especially since Eddie and Chavo Jr. didn't fight for Classic's job in any which way. Now, you'd like to think they'd be the first people in contact if he was drugged and kidnapped. Exactly. Now, cast your mind back. I did say he was out partying with loads of hookers. Now, did, it, did, did he go to a lap dancing club and did it just go wrong and he got drugged by these hookers? And, like, Classic's keeping it kayfabe. <laughs> but, I don't know, yeah. It's, what? Eh? <laughs> what? Bruh. Now, if that, I mean, I don't ever read. I don't ever remember reading any stories or anything along them lines of Charvo Classic getting drugged, kidnapped, and all that. No, right? So, I, uh, what, eh? Well, it's one way to try and get your job back, I suppose. Like, I don't go to work because I'm ill, and I ring. No, I was kidnapped. Trust, I promise. I was kidnapped. I got photos and everything. I just wrote him a check. It was fine. <laughs> It's fucking weird. I love these random little stories that seem to pop up through the loads of pain archive fucking websites of 2002, three, four so far. It's brilliant. And this is just another fucking random little... What, eh? <laughs> what? Well, I think Chavo Cena's got the best one so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Apart from Bret Hart's retaining and we're going to sign Sting. Oh, yeah. Because that pops up, honestly. Do you know, like, when we do the Dirt Sheet episodes and I'm scrolling through all the stories, because uh, back in the day, like, it's not like today where you get, like, I don't know, two, three stories a day. It's like back in 2004, there'd be six or seven, kind yeah. of, I'd say two or three that were kind of really noteworthy, but six or seven at least solid news articles every single day. And you get at least twice a week, it's, we've talk, we're in talks with Brett Hart, Brett's coming back, talks have stalled. Brett might not be coming back. And we also get stings coming all the time. Every fucking week, stings, this was sting, that was sting, this was sting. It's like, you're full of shit. <laughs> and over the course of time, we're going to get to know you guys. Whether you like long walks on the beach, maybe a chilled mimosa, maybe the musical genius of Loverboy. But tonight, we just want to know your name and where you're from. My name's Michelle, and I'm a small town girl from Palaka, Florida. Woo! Oh, Michelle. Hello. My name is Christy, and I'm from Temecula, California. Hi, guys. My name's Julie, and I'm from Liberty, Kentucky. Yeah. All right. Hi, my name's Camille, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. Hello, DC. My name is Tracy. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Tracy. <laughs> hey, I'm Carmella, and I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, Carmella! Hi, I'm Chandra Costello, and I'm from Liberty, Kentucky. It's a twin. What's up, DC? I'm Amy. I'm from Peoria, Illinois. Oh, Amy. Joy from Boston, Massachusetts. Woo! I'm overjoyed. So let's get on then to Monday Night Raw. It's the 19th of July. We're at the MCI Center in Washington, D.C. Now, Michael, how many times have I said this? 
Here's Triple H to open the show. I'd love to know the figure. I'd love to actually know the answer, yeah. I feel like the only way I'd be able to work it out, the easiest way, would either be trying to find like results from that era or going back and just listening to the opening five minutes of every Raw and SmackDown episode that we've done. Because <laughs> I can guarantee 80% well, we of SmackDown. Triple H comes out to start the show. Uh, not SmackDown, but the Raw and SmackDown episodes. Um, about 80% of Triple H <laughs> opens the show. Probably more. Now, if, uh, quite possibly, quite possibly. Uh, he comes out and he says he knows that Eugene isn't here tonight, but then he says, Eugene, get close to the TV. And he calls the cameraman, come on, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And he goes, <laughs> Eugene, I hate you. Big kind of boo, yeah, boo. Because yeah. well, everyone's still a bit <laughs> the same boo in crowd. Or boo, gee. <laughs> He says, everyone hates Eugene, even Evolution, and even his mum's embarrassed by him. Eugene has no business being here because he isn't normal. <laughs> he even compares Eugene to having trapped wind. <laughs> this brings out Bish. Uh, he's so proud though of Triple H that next week he's getting a world title shot. And he makes it even more fucking amazing by making it Iron Man. Kurt versus Lesnar, Raw's version. Literally, in the fake steel city. Absolutely. <laughs> so, we both said, didn't we, when we were first going to watch this episode, because I couldn't not remember at all the Iron Man. That is not part of my memory from this era. It's not at all. Um, compared to like Lesnar and Angle, where I remember that solid well during the, the episode that we discussed it, we both mentioned where we remembered it. Oh, it was one of my iconic moments. Mm. Where this went, this must have gone proper under the radar. Um, but we both said that we'd make our predictions at the start. Um, before we watch the match. Now, I went with 3-2 Benoit with shenanigans from Eugene making Benoit get the deciding fall. I went 2-1 Benoit. Oh, so the Triple H getting no love. <laughs> Absolutely no love. But there was... I, I, I say there's no way they could have done it, but they could have done it. Because A, it's Triple H, and B, it's Triple H. Um, so they easily could have done on Raw and just done, boom, Triple H wins. And Eugene is the deciding factor, but it's one of them again where he swings chair for Triple H and he hits Benoit and you know that proper mucky finish. Yeah. Um, and they could have gone with Triple H winning, but then what do we do then over Triple H versus Randy Orton, etc., etc. Um, so, yeah, it was, I enjoyed it. I, it. I enjoyed that opening segment. I, I were a bit boring. Uh, <laughs> I were a bit boring. <laughs> I were a bit thinking, oh, I'm going to be bored again with Triple H coming out. But it, this actually meant something. I'm yeah. quite excited now to an Proper Iron Man. build for another sh show, continuing a feud and another feud at the same time. But I did have one issue. He said, Alan said, uh, no man alive can angry him for 60 minutes. I mean, I don't know. Lasted 60 minutes against you in 2000. But Triple H still won. Thanks to Taker. Yeah. <laughs> but he still won. So, yeah, no man can hang with him in 60 minutes. Bring it on. No, I think it's brilliant. Um, it's a ratings hit one as well, isn't it? It's a big ratings hit. A lot of people are mm. going to be very invested in seeing the 60-minute Iron Man match just for the Iron Man concept itself. Speaking of Iron Man, Michael, <laughs> NXT, <laughs> what, what, wow, four-man Iron Man now. For me personally. Oh my god, he keeps out the fucking hater. Right, Again. this is exactly that. Exactly that. So, your, your internet wrestling celebrities, let's say, without naming names, certain of them, and you kind of have to tend to agree sometimes, 
a 20 minute match is like 10 minutes build up to 94,000 finishers that mm. all get two counts now in an Ironman it don't have to be a two count it can be a three count it can be fuck you I fucking fall victim to the fucking hater <laughs> so it's it going to be, be like, 15 to Bala <laughs> 25 to Adam Cole <laughs> it's going to be mega William Regal loves a fucking gimmick match Jesus Christ but if you come second be, and third, it's going to be mega. You should be automatically. You should go then to a uh, triple threat. Why don't you just have a, why don't you just have a fatal four way elimination match? Iron Man on a pole. <laughs> NXT title on a pole. That's what they should have done. Very simple. You have every main event guy. You you didn't have to limit it at four because like a nine man Iron Man would be mental, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but you could have. You could have a nine man more than two's meant title on a pole. More than two is I could book it. Hire me, I could book it better. (laughs) Everything. Oh, imagine WWE presents on a pole. (laughs) Every match on a pole. (laughs) The gimmicks and the matches and the stories that you could get put into that is endless. That's another episode in itself. WWE. (laughs) Anyway, poles and forklifts. Anyway, William Regal, he comes out to interrupt. Uh, he doesn't like what Triple H and Bischoff have done, so the fight is on, and Regal beats the fuck out of Hunter for a bit. Uh, security takes him away, and Regal's big buggy eyes, it's such a fucking amazing visual. And he just, oh, that I'm going to fucking murder you, look. I'm going to fucking lynch you, I'm telling you. Opening match of the night, Sylvan versus Tadgers, carrying on the feud between America's greatest tag team of Tajiri and Rhino against the Bellens. Um, the referee, he goes after Rhino for some reason, allowing Conway to get the flag shot in. Grogne hits a face plan and grabs the tights for the victory. Um, you know, for an opening match, and it does carry on progressing the field, uh, it was quite enjoyable. This Raw's turning, it's half decent, this so far. Up next, it's time for the highlight reel. And the guests tonight are the ten finalists in the quarter of a million dollar Divas. Get it all out of way in one segment. <laughs> now... Why is it that all these wannabe divas struggle with the simple things in life, like walking? Like, the vast majority of the divas, they were struggling to walk down the ramp, like some of them, (laughs) because, like, their heels were going to fall through the holes in the ramp and shit, and all, like, the the simple things in life. Now, Jerry Lola Michael was on full-on perv mode. Of course he was. It it was just some of the things that you said over the next ten minutes of this segment. They're so energetic. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Look at her personality, JR. They can't st- keep still. They're jiggling and gyrating. I'm glad I wore my flame-retarded underwear, JR. It's getting hot in here. And then he finished with, Oh, 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 baby. Oh, baby. Oh, JR. Oh, baby. Every time, all the single divas, they climbed over the barricade and followed Jericho. I bet the script you said, Jerry, there's birds. Don't nuts. <laughs> Lola is so excited for Raw at this minute in time. There is so many women that his eyes just can't contain it. He's fucking loving life. The dirty old bastard. Good lad on him. Jericho, he plugs the voting, which opens tonight where you can pick your favourite. But the one with the least votes, they're eliminated. Uh, the women get to introduce themselves. And we have Michelle McTaker. We have Christy TNA. We have Julia, even though it says Julia on screen. A last called Camel, 
who's from Dallas and sounded like she had a cold. Mrs. Mike Canellis, Tracy with the lisp. We're going to have fun with her. Uh, Camilla. This Not is the one from Staten Island. <laughs> and Chandra, who's the twin of the one from Kentucky, which is Julie, but it says Julia on the screen. And future image consultant and UK music sensation, Amy Webber. Are you familiar with why she's a UK music sensation? Not at all. Amy Webber, she had a UK singles chart number six with Let It Rain from the album Let It Rain, which also hit the American Billboard chart. I'm assuming it's not my kind of music, so... No, it's not not trash metal, Michael. Yeah, I imagine it's very kid-friendly pop. But to get number six in the UK, that's fair play to her. And the final diva is future WrestleMania star Joy Giovanni, um, who was in the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal at Mania 25. I think I remember seeing her in that, yes. From Diva Search to WrestleMania. And every single one of them, they introduce themselves, say where they're from, and they're near enough booed out of the building every single time. There's a few cheers, there's a few cheers, but I think it's more for boobs. Yeah, like, no. There's someone cracking. Like, Joe Giovanni is a beautiful looking woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Carmella, she's a beautiful looking woman for porn. You can see why she was in Playboy. <laughs> you really can. She's got her porn. No offence to you, Carmella, out there. Carmella dish is just worse. Um, but she's, she's got a porn face. If those that know know exactly yeah. what I'm on the bar. <laughs> um, Jericho, it gets right to the point. He says, you thought you were just coming out here to look pretty, smile and wave the three staples of the Diva Division in 2004. There's actually an immunity envelope in Bischoff's office and they're all going to destroy the place to find it. Jericho, he marches them through the building to the office and he says, I'm the Pied Piper, but they're not rats. No, they're ring rats, Jericho. <laughs> and he also asks if he comes here often. <laughs> they eventually wreck the whole place, including going through Bischoff's briefcase. The Jericho keeps saying, go for the bin, go for the bin, throw the rubbish all over the place. Jericho, loving life. Um, and Jerry Lawler, here's quite the question. What does the immunity envelope look like? An envelope? Yeah, but it's um, an envelope... It, they could, it's an office, it's a general manager's office. There could be multiple envelopes. Obviously, there isn't. There is nothing from a managerial aspect that's ever in a James office apart from a plant pot with flowers and the occasional bit of food. Yeah, why does Bischoff get a full kitchen? But Kurt only has a so locker someone who, Like, you remember Triple H back in the Attitude Era? He used to have plates of fucking carrot sticks and shit like that. Yeah, I suppose pretty... it's like, like, it's like, you. it's like, I don't know, it's like if you're performing as a band... You can get your rider, can't you? So you can get whatever beers and snacks you want and stuff like that. It's probably the same for the general managers. What's your rider tonight? Or get a full kitchen. Yeah, can I have a kitchen, please? <laughs> and it's, it's the GM you've got to bow down to that rider. Um, Bischoff, he comes into the office. He's pissed off. Um, the divas, they try... Well, they're not. They're fucking not divas. Uh, they try and play it off. Originally, they're gonna have a, they were having a party. And then he, they said, Eugene allowed us. And then they finally admitted that they were looking for an immunity envelope. Now, obviously, this envelope didn't exist. It was just Jericho having a bit of fun. And Bischoff with a great line, because all the not divas are stood down there, like, smirking and modelling to the camera. And Bischoff's like, you want to smirk? Well, I've got real divas out there who will knock that smirk right off your face. (laughs) You're not divas. You're not going to be divas. You're just birds with boobs. So is this the search where they beat the actual divas in dodgeball? That's SummerSlam, baby. Fuck off. 
Uh, that's SummerSlam, that's at SummerSlam, baby! Up next, Tyson Tonko versus Hurricane. Um, Tonko, he has Trish with him. So Hurricane debuts his new manager, Stacey Kubler. Uh, Trish goes after Hurricane, so he grabs her hair, allowing Tonko to kick Hurricane in the face for the pin. Um, why have a brand new manager when you're going to lose in like a minute? Yeah, it could. I don't get it. The fact that it was a squash made it worse. But after the match, Tonko beats down the superhero, and then the shit has finally graduated his training. He's become a fully fledged superhero. In big fuck off superhero gear. He's gone from Rosie shit to shh. <laughs> Rosie looks at the part. Um, I suppose you could have kind of done the same though if Hurricane, if Hurricane won. Like, have Hurricane go over, then Tonko's pissed off because he lost. Started yeah. beating down Hurricane. Plus, that match you play last week. You've just won the match. Why are you beating on him for? Just to bring out Rosie. Hurricane should have won. Debut the new manager. And then, are we saying now, Stacey? I, I, I feel like. Either it happened or I'm making it up. Does Stacey start superhero gearing up as well? Yeah. She does. See, I knew I were right. <laughs> I knew I were right. <laughs> up next, Chris Benoit versus Batista. Uh, towards the end of the match, um, Batista, he's getting a bit pissed off that Benoit's comebacks keep kind of... Every time he batters him and he thinks he's done Benoit, it's that grit, that determination that Benoit has. So Batista just decides to kick him in the head. Yeah. Uh, so he ties his foot in the rope. Kicks Benoit in the head for the DQ. Uh, Batista, though, he, he's looking better. He's looking... He is. The, the stiff moves that six months ago you were a bit worried about, like his power slams and his... his just his clothesline. Do you know these them things that... Because he's a big, burly bloke. And if he hits them clotheslines and doesn't... Kind of goes a bit oof in it, you're taking one. I don't know, he just looks a bit smoother. He's getting it. His, his offense is looking He's 40 year old, do you know what I mean? You've got to give him the benefit of that. But he's getting there. But is he better. looking better, or is Benoit that was Benoit that good that he made him look? He could make a tree branch look like a giant oak. Uh, I think maybe a bit of both in a way. Benoit will make anyone look good, but Batista is getting better at the same time. I, like I think finish, I, this match six need, months ago, it, this match finish was great as well. Batista is doing a favour for his boy. Just doing him in. Yeah. I just booked him in Ed. <laughs> I, I gave him fucking 100 concussions. He'll be alright. Oh, you shouldn't really say that about Benoit. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, after the match, <laughs> Batista <laughs> he beats on Benoit even more. Uh, drawing some cheers because he's the hometown boy. Um, JR points out that Batista never tried to pin him because that, though, that wasn't the point of the match. As you quite clearly said, it was just to give him 150 concussions. We go backstage, Michael, with Lita. She's talking to Matt Hardy. Um, I, who, I thought last Hollywood time he said, I don't want... Well, I thought he said last time, I didn't want nothing to do with you. Uh, she says to Hardy that she don't give a fuck if, not, if you don't want me around. I'm having this baby with or without you. Well, Kane's going to step in. Kane's I'll, I'll Kane wants to be a dad. Yeah, let's Kane's, be Kane's begging it. Matt Hardy does not want to know. Why you did go with the one that wants to be the dad and you decided to sleep with him? You've got to reap what you sow, Lita. Reap what you sow. Exactly. But when he tells her that he needs time to think and she says, that, that's fine, that should be Matt's indication to fucking run. When a woman says it's fine, it's never fucking fine. <laughs> it's never fucking fine. We go backstage with Randy Orton. Uh, Edge's first Intercontinental title reign lasted one day. 
and Orton's lasted seven months. Yeah. Uh, Edge, he, he defeated Double J at a house show in 99, but lost the title the following night to Jarrett at Fully Loaded. Uh, it was quite a nice fallback. Do you know what I mean? Like, modern day Vince, I'm yeah. not bringing up what happened fucking seven, eight years ago. Well, five years ago. Edge comes in and he talks about Orton having self-esteem issues and Edge with a great line. He goes, I'd have self-esteem issues too if my dad made his career from being Roddy Piper's personal bitch. Which is kind of like, true. The rematch is on and it is kind of true. But I'd say more Bob Orton made his career out of being a cowboy with a broken arm. Yeah. If you but, think of Bob Orton, you instantly think cowboy or you think broken arm. But I do like Edge's comment. Uh, if the cowboy had worn a condom instead of a cast, they wouldn't be having the conversation. <laughs> was a great line these two are brilliant it's, it's a shame these two don't have a longer promo yes uh, uh, program even um, because but, obviously we know what happens at SummerSlam etc and then Edge becomes heel yeah but we could we could have gone well Edge is slowly starting to be a dirty bastard yeah. as it is so he's getting that way she, but if Edge would have stayed went... face for a couple more months you could have gone Edge Randy Orton do you know like as Edge is a heel let's face Survivor Series well, no, well, it's, it all depends. Obviously, you've got to have what happens with Evolution happen, happen. But if that doesn't happen and they stick by Randy for a couple more months before they turn on Randy, spoiler alert, Randy gets kicked out of Evolution, people. <laughs> um, in case you didn't know. They could have gone with, yeah, just in case. Uh, you could have gone with Survivor Series. You could have gone with Orton versus Edge and carry on this program and have it get a bit more intense and let them have a fucking stellar. Do you want to make both yeah. of them like top tier guys? Obviously, Randy gets there a bit quicker than Edge, but they both obviously become massive stellars in the wrestling world. Um, but yeah, they, they shouldn't have gone with it. But don't get me wrong, this was still highly enjoyable, and I'm enjoying where this feud's going. I'm looking forward to tonight's match. Yes. Uh, up next, Chris Jericho versus Kane. Um, the Lion Salt, it hurts Jericho's knee, uh, and they go outside where Jericho he gets put into the post a few times, and into Gorido, that's enough to get Kane counted out. In a bit surprising finish, um, I don't know. Yeah, just came losing to a count out. That's not that's not Kane. But did you notice the referee counted ten, nine, ten? Give him that extra second, didn't it? Extra <laughs> well, two seconds. Depend. Just to sit. Yeah, just let him have a go. The match is not over because Eric Bischoff comes out and he says we redo it as false count anywhere and with no disqualifications. They fight into the crowd with Kane sending Jericho into the barricade. Um, a drop toehold sends Kane face first into like a big, ho I don't know, a hockey board or something. Um, and a camera crane to the face makes it Beautiful spot. A, bit, a bit worse. Yeah, it's a lovely spot. Cue Batista though to blast Jericho with a clothesline and Kane gets the victory. So is that Kane joining Evolution? Uh, he, he nearly got in DX. Is this going to be his yeah. final chance to join the boys? Are we saying that Kane, the monster, needed help from Batista to beat Jericho? Because Batista's a bigger monster. There is that. Andy is the hometown boy tonight. <laughs> Andy is the hometown boy. He's practically a face. He's Brett in Canada. Tonight is Batista. Um, we go to some highlights from the Diva Search casting special where all 10 finalists were chosen. Uh, basically, it's a reason to get them all in fucking bikinis and swimsuits because boobs. And then because I'm trying to put them down up, lads. Diva Search. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it, it's bikinis. It's just bikinis, isn't it? Let's get them in bikinis. People love boobs. Boys love boobs. Boys will watch Raw. It's that is simple maths. <laughs> it kind of worked ish. <laughs> Up next, I see title Randy Orton versus Edge. 
Um, what did you make to um, another encounter, the rematch? So, Benji just didn't show it. These two are the future of the WWE. And this match showed both men can handle that main event spot, as we've said many times before. And this match, towards the end, is a brilliant ref from Kyoto Sells, a crossbody better than any of his current colleagues. Then Orton almost takes Edge's head off with a chair, but Edge manages to duck. Orton gets him with a low blow in the RKO, even that only gets a two. But if this was in Japan, it would be a seven star match. <laughs> in the Tokyo Dome. Random spear out of nowhere gets a two. RKO counted to a backslide with feet on the ropes for three. Where have we seen that lately? That's where they got the idea from. Drew McIntyre watches 2004, huh? But yeah, yeah, Edge again. Slowly showing he's going to be heel. Outsmarting heels and own tactics. Absolute bastard. Um, Edge, he points to his head as the announcers plug the Iron Man to end Monday Night Raw. Um, so, yeah, what did you make to the next instalment of Raw in um, the Saunt to SummerSlam? Good episode. Main event stole it, of course. I'd give it about, uh, I think it's a solid three Maven. A solid three Maven from me as well. Um, for exactly the same reasons, I think it was an enjoyable, enjoyable start. I think announcing the Iron Man, that gives you a reason to want to tune in next week. So they're kind of hitting that angle as well. Um, yeah, the rematch for the IC belt between probably two of the finest mid-carders that WWE have got going at the minute with Randy Orton and Edge. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's, you had your bollocks in the middle with all the divas and stuff, but it's getting funnier because we're not just seeing videos and promos now. They're actually on TV. So it's now to get fan reaction time. Um, yeah, highly enjoyable. Now, before we get into SmackDown, Michael, bit of sad news. Now... Rikishi, as we spoke about in our last episode of the Day to Day, day Sheets, um, he was ready for a comeback, but WWE weren't ready to offer him anything. They just didn't have anything available. And WWE have officially released Rikishi. Most believe WWE would either release Rikishi or at the very least watch his contract run out. Apparently, they went with the former. Although Rikishi was cleared to return from injury, there was a feeling amongst management that Rikishi did not work to quickly return from his ankle injury due to the fact that he had a high downside guarantee. Um, he also got into heat for working at Indie Show without clearance and one final issue was Rikishi's apparent refusal to lose weight for a new gimmick. Why repackage him now though? Make a difference. The career that Rikishi's in the Hall of Fame. Sloth of Fatu's not. Oh yes. Much deserved. But it's Rikishi that's in there, not... Uh, Solo through Fatu. Oh no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's the head shrink. It's not the head shrinkers. It's not Fatu and Samu. It's the gimmick. And the but the, the the thing is with the Rikishi gimmick, you can only go so far with it. And they they proved that with the well, it didn't help that his his heel angle is to turn him heel and make him this big mad heel was I, I ran over fucking stone called for the rock. <laughs> I did it so for the rock. If, if they would have turned him a different way. Uh, I, 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 you know, this, this, if you think back in like the 90s with the, or the early 2000s with how the Attitude Era was in the booking they could have gone a hundred different ways of turning Rick in some of the maddest ways possible but they just went with the most stupidest and it's all well and good going for madness but when you go for stupidity it's a different thing Here is your winner J.B.L. Tell you what, Koala, did the Italian style. He could have handled that close on from hell. That's his Watch wow. this impact. Listen to it. Man, oh man, a shot. That's what a shot right there.
Well, I guess the young man won't be going to SummerSlam unless he buys a ticket. And of course, being the main event, it's sold out. So perhaps he can watch it on pay-per-view. I'm sorry the Rocky Challenge didn't work. I'm even more sorry that I now don't have an opponent for SummerSlam. So I guess I'll just go myself and watch. Because it turns out that there is nobody, and I mean nobody, worthy enough to wrestle me. What is going on? Oh no. Oh my God. The hair is standing up on the back of JBL. Wait just one minute. I believe the dead man, no the way. Undertaker, has arrived. Did JBL actually say that no one was worthy to face him for the title at SummerSlam? Yeah, that, that's what JBL said. It, I think that's what he meant exactly, but... I didn't, I didn't know you're back there. I didn't have no idea. Why are you looking at me? That summer, I ain't scared of you. I, I, I'm respectful. I'm respectful. Didn't say I was scared. Look, I know what I said about SummerSlam, but I've already got a match. I was going to announce it later, okay? Okay, listen, okay, it's not, it's not you. I'm sorry. Got, if I get somebody else, because I'm busy, SummerSlam. It's JBL versus 
Shannon Moore. Think about it. He's a young, good-looking guy. Girls love him. Some guys do too, I hear, but that's okay. That's their business, all right? Not, not mine, but theirs. And a rich, good-looking guy like me, think about the buy rates we're going to do. It'll be through the roof. You're going to have girls that... Why are you staring at me? Look, I'm the WWE champion, okay? Two-time All-American, Natalie Chris. All right, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna give you an easy out. Because you're a legend, great champion. Not, not like me, but good, good, good. I'll give you a count of three, and I'll let you leave right now, okay? One. Two. This, this is your exit. It's a graceful exit. You just leave and we'll forget all about it. Okay? All right. Now, if I say three, I'm going to jump on you like white on rice. Two and a half. All right, damn it, three. You want to fight? You got to fight. We're going to do it right now. You hear me? Okay, on second thought, I'm going to leave. Go get you an opponent. I'll be back later. Oh, oh. look out. The Undertaker just planted the WWE Champion just like that. Wow. So, are you ready then, Michael, for our final episode of SmackDown in this first part of the Saunter towards SummerSlam 2004? I'm ready. It is July the 22nd, 2004. We are from the Watchavia Centre in Philadelphia. I'm always terrible at these names. Kurt Angle, he's out in to open the show. Still in his wheelchair though, with Luther Reigns pushing him. He gets into the ring and he insists he is not a con artist. He says, I'm an extraordinary human being. I won the Olympics with a broken neck. And last week I saw a horrible human like Eddie. He was about to steal the title and it inspired him to do the impossible. His surgeon though wasn't happy but it was the moral thing to do. He says he believes in miracles, but what he did caused further damage to his knee and possibly further paralysis as well. But it was all for the greater that... good, as Seth Rollins of would JBL. say. JBL. <laughs> <laughs> so, Angle's career is over there now, isn't it? Or do you know what I mean? Well, he... That leg, it was already smashed Sounds up. like it. And he's, Sounds like he's it. He's pulled off the impossible to pretend he was El Grande. <laughs> just make sure he's, Eddie's he's, not the new champion and Cena's not US he's champion. He's ruined his life. The reason why Kurt Angle's legs are at like a, I don't know, like a forty odd degree angle, is because of this. Because he wanted to make sure that Eddie Guerrero wasn't world champion. He's committed to kayfabe. You can't well, fall. <laughs> technically, if that's the case, it's Tory's fault for throwing big shot oh, with big shot. What a bastard, Tory Wilson, the fucking home wrecker. Ruined Angle's life. Probably made Angle that was reason why he left Karen and Karen fucked off with Jeff. It's all down to Tori Wilson. <laughs> Bless her. Uh, Angle is on a firing mission tonight. Up first is Tony Chimmel. He gets Tony to beg. Yeah, the hometown boy. <laughs> Smackdown's version of Batista. Because <laughs> he said, my last match, you announced the winner being Eddie Guerrero, even though he was lied, cheat and steeled. So you want, I want you to beg for forgiveness. He begged, but he fired him anyway. And replacing Tony Chimmel tonight is Big Josh Matthews. Velocity's finest. Velocity running rough shot. 
on SmackDown. Running wild. It's like retribution. Josh Matthews is the leader. Could you imagine? imagine. <laughs> and there's like, there's like Jamie Noble, <laughs> fucking Spike. <laughs> Up next, three-way. Chavo, Noble, Spike. The winner gets a title shot next week. Can Jamie Noble once again become the number one contender? But will he get a title shot? Probably not, because next week we'll decide some fucker else has got it. Yeah, yeah, Jamie needs to win more than two number one contender matches before he gets his title match. What the fuck? To qualify, because he's that damn good. The pop from the crowd for Spike in Philadelphia. ECW. ECW territory, man. Uh, Spike, he goes for the coup de grace. Uh, gets it onto Noble. Uh, but Charbo, though, he adds a bit of fucking with a side salto for a two count. Jamie Noble's down in the corner. Dougley Dog finishes Charbo to give Spike the title shot. Again, Jamie Noble got robbed. Yes. He's still not had his shot. But to be fair, it is good because I don't want to see Charbo versus Rey Mysterio again. So Spike, with the added element, you know the Dudleys are going to be there and shenanigans and all that jazz. Um, it was the best option. Yeah, it was a decent match. But decent opening match. Should be Noble. But he, he deserves justice for fucking Jamie. He was number one contender. Twice. And then two weeks later, they had another one number one contenders match and he didn't win it. He deserved justice for Jamie. Michael, we go backstage. And the Divas, they want to perform more. So Kurt Angle, who's still holding the US title, makes a four-way lingerie match. If they want to perform more, maybe they should work on their acting, delivery and in-ring abilities. Maybe they should have auditioned for Diva Search. This, they could have got this, on. You imagine if they got voted off. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a storyline they should have gone with. So like a, a vengeful diva that's detested diva search. She'd be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to audition for it. And you know, they do storyline and storyline. Because they're still trying to pa- play out that it's real. Do you know what I mean? Even though we know, everyone knows that they've decided who they want and who they don't want. Uh, just like any WWE fucking fan voted thing. It's like, yeah, we'll make it look like you're voting, but we'll, don't worry, we're in control. So they could have gone with a diva, like Molly Ollie or someone. Mm. Molly was like, even with wig. Oh, mate, with wig watching everything. They could have gone and put her in diva set. Where's our wig watch? Well, why is she still not growing a fucking hair back? Committed to the gimmick. That's more what I want to know. It's been fucking, she is living the gimmick. Committed to the gimmick. Committed to the gimmick, as they should. Absolutely. Up next, Bubba versus Billy Kidman. Devon, he breaks up the shooting star press attempt from Kidman and the bubble bomb is good enough for the victory. Um, again, a steady little match. Pushes along the field. Smackdown doing a decent job with their tag team division. Just like kind of Raw is good with minimal tag teams. Yeah. There's not many tag teams well, there's, tag there's team matches in the tag team division at the minute. <laughs> they've barely got enough for one division spread across both brands. But they're doing a good job of it because they know, I think they know that themselves now. We've got like two teams that are fighting for the titles probably at SummerSlam on Raw and the same for SmackDown. Okay. So why not just for the for the weeks and weeks and weeks have these two, these two, uh, these two, these four even just keep fighting each other in singles matches. It makes sense. Yeah. But I think this is I'm trying to look at the positives. Oh, we've not seen a bubble bomb. I, 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 That's I don't what know. I've seen a long time. Uh, but it's Billy Kidman. He's got it. He's Bubba Ray fucking Dudley. In theory, he should be battering that little scrot all over. Just don't attempt a powerbomb. He didn't. He, attempted, he did a Bubba Bomb. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why. It, that's what, like on SmackDown 2, his finisher was the powerbomb. Not going for that shit. No, no, no. Billy would have reversed that and won the match. 
We see Kurt Angle and he's very proud of Booker T and he awards him the US title. Uh, but he has to wait for, for it to be cleared with the board of directors. But Booker can hold the title for the rest of tonight, which is a bit strange. This isn't yours, but you can have it. <laughs> but it's yours. But it's not yours, but it's, but you have to give it it's yours. For Naki Nakamura, son, he says that it's not fair that Angle's just awarded that title to Booker. And Angle says, you know what's not fair? Is that you're a broadcast journalist and you can't even say broadcast journalist. So Angle fires for Naki. Which is, that's a disaster of a HR report. <laughs> Discrimination. Why did you find this through Naki? You can't say broadcast journalist. It is a broadcast journalist. (laughs) We see the Dudleys. They're congratulating Spike on his win. They take credit for Spike's success and promise to not interfere next week if Spike doesn't interfere in Devon's match. Spike's like, yeah, well, I weren't going to interfere anyway until he finds out that Devon is facing Rey Mysterio. Mm. Well, could I interfere? Are they going to do something nice for the little brother? Could I do him in? Maybe. Favour for a favour. Up next, JBL and his Rocky Challenge. Uh, he calls in a wrestler who's sitting at ringside and the, if the unnamed wrestler wins, he gets a title shot at SummerSlam. So the guy was called Mike Rule, so I thought for shits and gigs I'd Google him because I thought he looked familiar, but it might have just been this episode. I just remembered it from way back when. But apparently his real name, it's amazing, it's better than his stage name. Mike Mayo Junior. <laughs> That's his Mike real name. Mayo. Wow, is this what M A Y O? M A Y O. That's Junior. amazing. So there's a senior That's as well. Amazing. So there's a senior as well. Uh, Mr. Mayo is a future OVW champion as well. Yes, he is. So he does go on. He go on to bigger and better things ish. Then getting jobbed out by JBL. Belly to back suplex, fall away, powerbomb, clothesline, JBL win. After the match, JBL, he says, as now he doesn't have an opponent at SummerSlam, I might just be a fan. Get a ticket and go and watch. But here's The Undertaker. Uh, JBL, though, he actually stays in place um, and says he was going to announce the defence against Shannon Moore. (laughs) Yeah, give it to Shannon. Justice for Shannon. Um, He offers to let Undertaker leave but he opts to leave himself only to get chokeslammed. So that's SummerSlam's main event set. Taker, JBL for the title. Uh, see, I remember watching this back in 2004 and throughout JBL's promo, I knew Taker was going to come out. As soon as JBL started talking, I remember, I remember watching it back on my sofa in my parents' cell house, watching it on Sky, Sky One on a Saturday morning. As soon as lights went out, even 14-year-old me was like, I fucking called it! <laughs> mom, mom, I, I was right. Told telling that Taker were coming back. I'm right. But yeah, he should. Um, Why not give but... Shannon a shot? He's got victory over. Why not guys just... like A Train? Yeah, justice for Shannon Moore. Justice for Shannon Moore. Um, up next, Michael. I found it quite strange that we went from match to match to match. There was no, there was no backstage in between. We had commercial breaks. But we had Domri uh, versus Tory Wilson versus Sable versus Miss Jackie in the lingerie. Uh, one but... fall to a finish. They all get to get the boobs out. But Angle wheeled himself out. He said they're all crap. He didn't want to see them wrestling in their fucking underwear. Um, so they're all fired. <laughs> Fuck off. You see, doing 
wrong to say all like that will evoke the wrath of the beast. Oh, could you imagine? They convince him that American football is not for him. Uh, he's like, I'll oh, come back and we'll have you with Sable in his storyline. You want to defend your honor. Yeah, I, that's it. it. Then we have Sable on the pole, Angle <laughs> versus Lesnar. I'm going to say Sable on the pole sounds like a normal Sunday night for her. And then we went to commercial, we come back and we got Rey Mysterio versus Devon. Bubba gets involved this time, he breaks up the 619, even though the referee didn't see a thing, he had one of them fucking blind moments. Yep. This brings out London and Kidman, they take care of Bubba, Kidman shoving Devon off the top uh, for a bit of payback. 619, springboard splash, 1-2-3, Michael Cole calls it an upset. And Josh Matthews also said it was a non-title match. No fucking shit, I never, I never considered Devon. Because... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I was baffled by calling it an upset. All right, I'm sorry, Rey Mysterio. I know he's not world title material yet, but Rey Mysterio beating Devon Dudley in singles competition is certainly not what I'd call an upset. That's it. Rey Mysterio is already too big for the cruiserweight division. Yeah, that's it. Oh, not size-wise, like star-wise. Just stardom. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, up next, we've got John Cena versus Luther Reigns. Uh, DDT, Cena pumps up the shoes as Booker T comes out. Belt shot misses though, and Cena steals the fast victory. Um, the big dog, he's, I don't know for me, he's, he's green as he's Nathan Jones, isn't he? He's greener than Jones. I mean? like, as, as, as like that angles, I don't know, bodyguard, enforcer, whatever you want to kind of call it. It kind of works because he looked like, oh, who's this mean fucking giant looking thing? He's, he's massive, you know what I mean? But then you watch him in the ring and he's just like another power. He will, he's power plant, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? That's what created him, and he just looks power plant. He's just another Jindrak, and Nathan Jones. Yep, yeah, you know, just another, yeah, generic SmackDown big man. What a stable that it would could be led by Zach Gowan in his wheelchair. Could you imagine? <laughs> Every single time I will bring it up. I'm determined to make this happen one day. I don't know how, but I need to get all these guys in a room and say, just listen to the last my last 10 episodes. <laughs> It'll make sense. Here's Angle on a crutch so Eddie can beg him for his job. Eddie has two choices. Beg Angle or go beg in the streets. See, this way Eddie doesn't have to wash windows. Instead, Vince McMahon comes out. We've not seen the boss on SmackDown for quite a while. Well, it might be like the WWE equivalent of saying Beetlejuice. Every time, about time you say so, you're fired, you call him Vince McMahon out. It just brings him out straight away. Uh, Vince, he doesn't like Angle making people beg for their jobs and grovel. Hot um, <laughs> kettle, Vince. Uh, Angle has committed career suicide by messing with Vince because they could, this could cost Vince a humanitarian award since he isn't employing a handicapped general manager. Therefore, Angle needs to resign right this minute. Kurt, though, he swears that he's really is handicapped, but Vince, he kicks away fucking Kurt's crutch, and Kurt just stands there. So, as of right now, you're fired, and you're back on the active roster as a wrestler. But, first match back, the match we won, one-on-one -on -one at SummerSlam with Eddie. Give him 60 minutes. It doesn't have to be an Iron Man. Just give him one fall to a finish, 60 minutes, and let it be a classic. I hope Angle is fit and ready, because he's having... So he has had a lot of injury problems, but we have spoke about this. Where has he been fully fit for the last couple of months now? Well, he's been. I mean, is he now fully, fully recovered? 
Yeah, so hopefully and Eddie Eddie's Eddie, do you know what I mean? Eddie can make a fucking him and Bru, him and uh, brush have a fucking dance for half an hour and make it look seven stars. Your fellow superstars, you fooled the board of directors. By God, you even fooled me. Hurt. Yeah. Oh, you fooled us. You fooled all the SmackDown fans. You fooled your fellow superstars. You fooled the board of directors. By God, you even fooled me. There's an old expression, Kurt. It goes kind of like this. You don't fool with Mother Nature, but it's career suicide to fool with Mr. McMahon. Kurt, I must say, you've fallen into my disfavor. And you don't know this, but I was about to be nominated for a humanitarian award this year because it was obvious as far as the general manager is concerned, Mr. McMahon hired the handicapped. But you're not handicapped, and I'm no longer going to be nominated for that award. So, Kurt Angle, I'm going to have to ask for your resignation as general manager of SmackDown. All right. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. What, what's Kurt? I can't hear you. What? I, I, I have nowhere else to go. I'm a, I am a handicap. I, I, Mr. McMahon, if I don't have this job, I'll be jobless. I, I can't wrestle, I can't do anything. I'm in pain every single night. Are you begging me, Kurt? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm begging you. I'm begging you, Mr. McMahon, please let me keep my job. Stand up, you make me sick. Stand up, get up. I'm going to tell you the same thing you told a lot of other people here tonight. Kurt Angle, yes! Whoa! All right! Oh, my God, I don't believe it! He deserved it. Oh, what the hell? Look at What's this crazy? Oh, oh my man, God. Mr. McMahon has lost it! Look at Kurt! You can move as well as you always have. So yeah, you're fired as general manager. But you know what? As of this moment, you know what I'm going to do? As of this moment, you are now back on an active roster of wrestlers. Oh, yeah. You're going to wrestle, Kurt Angle. And at SummerSlam, it's going to be Kurt Angle... One on one with Eddie Guerrero. Oh, my! Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my.
limit and unplayable. And Eddie Guerrero, happy. Asanya, August 15th in Toronto. What an event SummerSlam is shaping up to be. It appears it's going to be Undertaker versus JBL for the WWE title. I know. And now, Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle. Look, what is this? What is Mr. McMahon I think Mr. McMahon is going to get a ride from Latino Heat <laughs> in the lowrider. You think the boss ever been in a lowrider? You got limos in a lowrider? I'll tell you one thing. As Mr. McMahon goes for a ride, Kurt Angle promised that someone would be begging for his job tonight. Who would have thunk it? That it would be Kurt Angle. Who would end up doing the begging? Michael, before we move on to the final episode of Raw in this part one of the Saunter to SummerSlam, a bit more dirt sheet news to throw at you. Popular tag team, you'll be saddened to hear. Akio and Sakoda are back down in OVW to continue their training. The company felt that Akio needed to show more fire during his matches, yeah. while Sakoda needs to work on learning how to bump properly. Yeah, probably Akio could do that as well. You know, not take Hurricane Radis. Spiking yourself. <laughs> yeah, it would help him in the long term. Um, and also, Pro Wrestling Torch, uh, to, as a little bit of a taster for the next episode of Raw, and I think in a nice way to speak about this absolute legend of the business as well. Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment have begun negotiating a contract with former WWF superstar Kamala. Apparently, WWE wants to bring the former superstar as soon as possible for an angle, but no word is available yet on the current status of negotiations. Uh, I said I think it's a great time to speak because recently we did uh, unfortunately lose Kamala. He's yes. had a lot of health issues for a long period of time. Uh, but to look at him in a positive way for me, growing up as a small little child, Kamala was he was a monster. And him and Taker's feud with the casket yes. match. Um, oh, the cough, the coffin match. I think it might have been called not a casket match. I may get him confused with somebody else. Um, that was one for me, one of Taker's best earlier feuds of the original incarnation of the Taker gimmick. Um, I think it was Kamala called had so many coffin match. Memorable... But... No, no, uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I, I, I think it was a coffin match. But yeah, but they changed it on so many memorable else. moments to a casket. I think, I'm, if I remember correctly, it was Yoko at Survivor Series where they turned it into a casket match because it was double deep, double wide casket. But well, that could have been coffin. I don't know. That was a Same long thing. time ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kamala. Fucking let, just another one in it. It's, it's, it's horrible when it always comes around and one of your, for me, one of the childhood 80s icons. I love the gimmick Battle Royal stuff you did as well. That made you a Oh, yes. And you had the, the backstage segment where Regal goes into the office, yes. the GM's office, and Kamala's just dancing on the table and he's got kimchi with him. And that was the thing about Kamala. It was his own little stable. He had kimchi, which I believe was fucking, was it not like Brooklyn Brawler? Uh I, I may be wrong, yes, it was. but I believe Kim Shee were booking bullet. And then he had uh, Harvey Wimpleman as his mouthpiece, because obviously the Ugandan giant, he didn't speak a word of English. Um, it just everything, the mystique around him, oh, I was, you, Kamala was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And rest in peace, Kamala. That's why this next episode for makes me sad. Yeah, well, he does come back again, doesn't he? Um, he does. In the not too near distant future with Randy Orton. Yes. And then don't we get him as a, as a potential partner at a Tabo Tuesday at some point? I believe we do. I think it's the next year, 2005. Yeah, it's good. Stars, legends of the heyday, who probably weren't mega, mega stars and made mega, mega money. It is nice when they bring them back and give them a little payday. 
because everyone needs that little bit of everyone fucking bolster every now and again, doesn't he? Of course, it's it's absolutely. But talking of Eddie, uh, he comes out with his low rider, and we get Vince doing his best dance since the eighties on the apron with the crutching hand. Yes. So, what then did you make, Michael? Overall, to SmackDown, how many Mavens? What were your favourite moments? Oh, well, I just want to see more of Vince and Eddie in the, driving around in a low rider. That'd be a great, some great vignettes like that. <laughs> just that's the gimmick, because them two are going for rides all over whichever whichever city or state that they're in of that said SmackDown. Them two are just touring the sites, like when uh, D'Lo Brown toured the fucking London at Capital Carnage back in like ninety eight, ninety nine, or whatever it was. Already uh, drove the... Mark Henry in China in that limo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, D'Lo, I fucking love D'Lo Brown. D'Lo was amazing. Uh, we want you at your seductive best. Michelle, we start with you. Here we go. <laughs> Who is it, JR? Okay. If you come over, right over here with me, please. If you stand right here, face the curtain. Okay. You're 20. Okay. YJ Stinger for that extreme boost of energy. You gotta feel the sting. And by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler. All right, ladies, we are all set. Remember, you have 20 seconds, 20 seconds to verbally seduce a former WWE superstar. We want you at your seductive best. Michelle, we start with you. Here we go. Who is it, JR? Okay. If you come over, right over here with me, please. If you stand right here, face the curtain. Okay. Your 20 seconds begins right now. Boom. No! No! I have no idea how innocent I am, but I am a teacher, so maybe you can come to my classroom and teach me a thing or two. No! I have no idea what those sounds were, but Christy, you are next. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Okay, stand right here for me. Right here. Face the curtain. Your 20 seconds begins right now. I was wondering if you could show me how a body slam works. I'm new at wrestling. Can you show me? Body slam? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Alright, and now we're down to seven here. Now remember, you gotta let yourself go. Here we go. Camille, you're up next. Here we go. Alright. Alright, go ahead. Alright, follow me right over here. Camille, right over here. Right over here. Alright, stand right here for me. Okay. If you wouldn't mind. Right here. Face face the curtain. Alright, your 20 seconds begins right now. Okay, now you're up. Here we go, Maria. Your seductive best. Remember. All right, here we go. Right over here in front of the curtain. Right over here in front of the curtain. Right here. Face the curtain. Your 20 seconds begins right now. Do you know what it means to verbally seduce someone? Huh? You look 
look so good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> is that what you do? Is you pound your belly? Yeah, you like to pound your belly? Oh. <laughs> Remember now, okay? Verbally seducing. Okay, you're up next. Tracy, here we go. All right, right over here. Right over here, quickly. All right, face the curtain. Stand right here. Your 20 seconds begins right now. Boom. Hercules! 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 Oh. Oh. Wow, he's wrestling. Right, what are you going to do with this even night? Yeah? Hercules! Oh. Carmella, now that's a tough act to follow. Here we go. You're up next. All right. Follow me right here. Yep. Right over here. Quickly, quickly. We got to move. We got to move. Right here in front of the uh, curtain. Stand right here. No, no, don't, don't be scared. Don't, don't be scared. Go ahead. Right there. Trust me. Just trust the coach. Please stand right there. Right here. Your 20 seconds begins. Look at the curtain. Right now. <laughs> Up next, it is time for our final stop on the part one. It is Monday Night Raw, July 26th, 2004. Um, location, Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. As always, JR and Jerry Lawler, who, fingers crossed, is at his pervy finest tonight as well. And we have and only what do we open with? two, yes, count them, two fucking matches. But one of them was an Iron Man. Yes. So we've got to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt of that. But it's all about the Diva Search, baby. And obviously, like you said, we had a Battle Royal as well, which very important as we approach SummerSlam. Um, so we open with not Triple H, with the Diva Search girls being introduced. Uh, and we see Julie slash Julia. She's been eliminated. Uh, Coach says tonight their task is to verbally seduce a WWE superstar. So what's going to happen then? Fucking Mick Taker's going to walk up to Randy Orton and whisper softly in his ear, you can shit in my back. <laughs> you know, verbally seduce a WWE superstar. Fuck my life. Our opening contest is the Battle Royal to declare the number one contendership match for SummerSlam. It's Edge, Tyson Tonko, Sylvan, Rob Conway, Stevie Richards, Hurricane, Main Event Maven, William Regal, Rodney fucking Back Mac, on Raw. Randy Orton, Tadgers, Rhino, Rosie, Uncle Val, Chuck Palumbo, Matt Hardy, Chris Jericho, Kane, Batista, and Ric Flair. The entire active Raw roster. That's not Triple H or Benoit. Yes, or Eugene. <laughs> Why was it or Eugene? So we cut down to the final two. It's Jericho, it's Orton. Um, it was a brilliant ending sequence. Mm. So we got some skin in the cap from Jericho. Um, then he kind of spins himself back in, or with one of them like little slow fucking clotheslines that slowly you can see the rest like with a big man, he's off. Gravity's taking its toll. But Jericho going to hold on. Orton, he thinks he's won, turns around and goes, motherfucker. <laughs> they carry on fighting on the ring apron. Um, they slug it out, near elimination, near elimination. Finally, an RKO uh, on over the middle rope, followed by a drop kick, gets the victory. So, Randy Orton is now your number one contender for the World Heavyweight title at SummerSlam. That wasn't Hunter a drop kick, that was a pun. No well, alright, a pun. Randy Orton's going to SummerSlam. Yes. Slam. Congratulations, Randy. 
Randy Orton's going to SummerSlam to get his ass beaten by Benoit. Or Triple H. <laughs> or Triple H. <laughs> you don't but, know what's going to happen in the Iron Man. But Maven made it far in that match. He, he was the 16th person to be eliminated by the winner, Orton. Because he's fucking main event. He's main event and soon, soon, soon. It's not that far away until he books himself in main event as only main event Maven can. Up next, Diva Search Girls. They get 20 seconds each to verbally seduce Kamala. <laughs> Michelle McTaker goes first. And she says Kamala could teach her a thing or two. And then Christy TNA. She asks if he can show her how a body slam works because she's quite new at wrestling. And then she rubs his belly. Camel, she says that he's got beautiful hands. Maria Canellis, she asks Kamala if he knows what verbally seducing means. Uh, Carmella disagrees. She laughs too and says that Kamala is so hot, but she sounds like she's about to burst into tears. Uh, Chandra, she screams upon seeing Kamala and like tugs at the top a little bit. Amy Webber, she promises that she would rock Kamala's world. Booga, booga, booga. against him a little bit. And then finally, Joy, she thinks Kamala is from Hawaii and asks him to slap his belly. Now, my, Michael, I have one question. This entire segment, one question. Does any of these women in the ring right now, any one of them, actually know who Kamala is? I fucking doubt it and it makes me fucking angry. Because this is the issue. This is the issue. Not one of these... It seems they're a wrestling fan. I know they're not got wrestling backgrounds. They're all models and porn stars and, and all this jazz. But surely you'd be and a fan. Surely you'd be a fan of wrestling to want to get involved in wrestling and not just getting it for the quarter million dollars and I look at me in a swimsuit. Because what would make you? What would make a, a non-wrestling fan want to get in wrestling apart from that? <laughs> because it's fucking Kamala, man. Everyone, like, Kamala got a big pop when it came out. 2004, bro. No, Kamala is. But these that fucking long ago. <laughs> these fucking idiots don't. Um, we go backstage. Ric Flair and Batista, they congratulate Orton on his win until Triple H comes in. Orton says he's ready to face him for the world title at SummerSlam and wishes him good luck, to which Triple H eventually accepts, even though he doesn't need luck tonight. I thought he was going to leave his little buddy hanging. Well, already tag team dissension within the ranks of Evolution. It's not looking good. Them little uh, friends parody videos that I put out on social media. It's getting close to the point where I need to remove Randall. I know. And it hurts me, Michael. It really does. Up next, main event time to not only Monday Night Raw, but also the main event match on part one of the Sword to SummerSlam. Raw World title, 60-minute Ironman, Triple H versus Chris Benoit. So the pedigree is counted into a sharpshooter attempt, which is counted into a crossface. Um, Triple H tries to roll out but then gets rolled up by Benoit and it puts him one up with just under 50 minutes to go yeah I saw Alan getting the first fall I'm not going to lie Benoit he then rolls the Germans it goes up but misses the swan dive pedigree ties us up so there's no clock for some reason it disappears <laughs> but with around I'd say half an hour to go uh, it's 1-1 which you know Alan had to even it up right this is where I was like oh so there's going to be more pinfalls in this than I thought. <laughs> Triple H drops Benoit onto the steps and gets a count out. Um, Triple H 2-1. Yeah, just similar to the... Uh, if you think about it, similar to the Brock angle. I think my prediction of 3-2 is out of the window. Uh, well, you know. it's, it's a bit It's a bit early. 
Because and it's definitely out of the window. Then we get another fall in the fucking Adric. Yeah, and Triple H, he kicks him in the back, spine buster. 3-1 Triple H, so my prediction of 3-2 Benoit is gone. Uh, pedigree, though, it's countered into a failed sharpshooter attempt. Triple H holds on, though, for over about a minute before finally tapping with just over 15 minutes. So it's 3-2 Triple H. Again, started in the ad break. Why don't you have the adverts before this match and then after the match? But did you catch JR's comment? He's do he doesn't think anyone's enjoyed the sharpshooter as long as that in his life. So was JR not watching WrestleMania 13, Austin? No, when I made him pass out. No, 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 no. No, no. Obviously not. That's far too long ago. Michael, do you want him to be that fucking good? <laughs> well, to be, to be fair with JR, JR. you'd think he, he would. Jim Austin's his boy. <laughs> but, hell, it's all about Triple H. It's all about Triple H. He is the man. Uh, he takes a breather on the floor, so Benoit keeps him there with a baseball slide. Back in, cross face. Triple H is mo he's fucked. Benoit slaps it on. Triple H taps to tie us up with just over 12 minutes to go. It's free, free. And then out come the boys to cheer their friend on. Of course. Uh, after Benoit puts him in the crossface, Flair, he throws a chair in so Triple H can crack Benoit on their head. Uh, but there's no referee, as obviously the referee had to get bumped in order to bring Evolution out. Cue Bischoff with a fresh ref, and we get three straight near falls, drawing Flair back up into the ring. Uh, Triple H, he throws another referee to the floor, and Batista and Flair come to destroy Benoit again. But then, here comes the saviour. Not only a month ago were we building him up as a bit of a spacker who needed guidance and looking after backstage. He's now making his own way through the crowd. Destroy Evolution. Here comes Eugene. Uh, it beats up Flair, Batista, Triple H. Uh, Bischoff gets knocked off the apron with just over two minutes to go. Eugene smash onto Triple H with the chair. Benoit crawls over. Eugene throws a ref back in. Takes the lead with six seconds left to win the match for free. Eugene playing the role of Austin when Mick Foley won his first world title on Raw. Yeah, that three count was more like a 59 count. <laughs> How long was Triple H laying there, really? He was, laying there as it was his payback. Pocket. It was, yeah, it, well, it, that's his payback. You, you got laid there like a bitch. <laughs> We were told Eugene had quit the WWE and he was, his mother told Bischoff that Eugene was through. Well, what is going to happen? Look at the time! Look at the ring! Benoit and Triple H, we got a minute and a half to go. you got to believe that the next decision is going to be the deciding one with a time at less than two minutes. No, this can't happen! It's got to go to sudden death. Triple H is knocked out! And there's no referee! Triple H lying motionless after this brains are scrambled by that steel chair shot from Eugene. Look out, Triple H! That Wolverine is inching his way towards you! Benoit's trying to crawl and make the cover. There's no referee. Benoit's lost a lot of blood. There's he's no been, referee. He's been triple teamed. And you're right, there's no referee in sight. And we're under one minute to go with the score tied. Oh, what a match! The world's heavyweight title on the line! What's gonna happen here? Benoit's mustered all the strength he's got with every fiber in his being, trying to make the... Oh! There's a cover, but there's no referee in sight. Come on, the... No, Eugene, no! Eugene is... My God, the strength of Eugene. My God, unbelievable strength. Eugene... Just lifting the referee killed him back in the ring. 
Look at him just manhandling Kyoto. Come on, time. Can Kyoto make the count? No, the time's up, isn't it? We got 20 seconds to go. Can Kyoto make the count? Triple H has been knocked out from the steel chair. Come on, no, no, no. Suck it down. Ring the bell. Suck it down. finish Raw then with Eugene and Hunter staring at each other to end the show um, yeah it was a very entertaining Iron Man you knew it was going to have some screwy Eugene bullshit in it uh, but yeah I, I cannot buy Eugene main event smashing through evolution yeah. when a month ago he could just about do he a match he could his own shoes but I did like Eugene's plasters they were cool plasters that he had oh he's got a good medical box it's Eugene <laughs> With his fucking bandage with a smiley face on. Yeah. So what did you make then overall to uh, Raw, our final Raw of part one, finishing with the main event of the Iron Man? Well, it was good, but... um, So when Alan has an Iron Man match and he's part of a stable, there has to be a returning superstar who has to interfere whilst his boys are with him. And then, and then the authority figures there as well. And yeah, I'm comparing this to Judgment Day 2000. <laughs> which I believe was his last Iron Man as well. I'd, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. So to Triple H, that's the only that way everything. Triple H can do an Iron Man match. But we're comparing Eugene to The Undertaker. <laughs> so that has been part one. Up next in part two, holla holla player player. There's a new general manager in town. Lita does a DNA test. The summer games relay. The cabinet starts to take shape. And things between Eugene and Evolution hot up. But we'll end it there. Michael, let them know if they don't already. Where can they find us on all forms of social media? On all forms of social media. It's at REF Podcast. That is it. And I'm not usually one for this, but I'm going to say it. Um, on our Facebook page, if you don't already, come and, fo- come and follow us slash like us. I don't know how it works, but... At the minute, we've got 70,000 people that follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Thank you to every single one of you. It's amazing to look at the interaction and to, uh, just to see that number, actually. <laughs> we, we marked out for ourselves. Uh, but until part two of The Saunter, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until then. Peace out, people.
ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A predator smells fear, and I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot, I want it all. Excess, the sex, and what's success? Stress up, I want it all, no less. Come on.